Welcome to another episode of the Million Dollar Stories podcast, where we get to interview entrepreneurs and authors all over this world, and most of them I've worked with directly. The guy that we have today is a drop shipping Shopify expert. He wrote a book called The Alpha of Ecom. His name is Armin Sahakian. I believe I said that correctly. Hopefully, yep. I nailed that. Is that right? Yep. Beautiful. It's a good start to this podcast. We're going to get into it, man. He's a young guy, all right? He knows all about the AI and all the tools and bells and whistles that are out there. He has the entrepreneur mindset, the entrepreneur heart, and he's getting started off on the right foot. So Armin, thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you for the invite. Uh, thank you. We're going to get into it. I think you're going to be an inspiration for other entrepreneurs out there who are starting out as a young individual in this world where entrepreneurship is not talked about in school, but you're taking everything you've learned and you are, I think this whole idea of writing a book came to you from an assignment that you got in school. So yep. let's, uh, let's, I guess, take it all the way back to the beginning. What got you into this entrepreneur world in the first place? And uh, what have you done since? Um, well, since the start of, I would say even my life, um, uh, the goal of like my family, my, my typical immigrant family, they want you to either be a lawyer, doctor, um, something like that. Right. And I didn't really want to choose that path. Um, I don't know why I never had the, the urge to become a lawyer or doctor. Like I, I, and all that schooling, I'm just not a school person. Um, every, every time in school, I, I would have suspensions. I would get kicked out of classes. And recently in high school, well, about two years ago, I'm in college at the moment, but in high school, I actually was kicked out of the law program, um, because of my views. Like I would, I, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that if the teacher says something, I'm, I'm not the type of person just to take it in if I don't agree with it. Right. So she was a very, I would say left side teacher. <laughs> And because of that, I was kicked out of the law program because I expressed my views. But besides the point, I wasn't really a uh, a school person since since elementary school. Um, I was kind of the troublemaker. And uh, but besides school, um, I would say since probably seven years old, I've been into business. Whether it was selling Pokemon cards in elementary school, um, I started my own power washing business. Did my whole neighborhood about two to three times every single summer. Um, had selling water guns with my brother in middle school. Um, there were just so many things that I've I've been through, and I don't feel like my path in this life is to go the regular um, uh, regular path that everybody tries to push. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I, I had power washing, um, the water guns, Pokemon cards, and I would say chess was a huge uh, huge push as well. Um, Whatever I did, starting from a young age, I always did to the max. Um, within the power washing, I made sure that I got every single house in the whole neighborhood. I went to every single house door by door, and me and my brother would then get the appointments. Our calendars were booked, and then we'd just go power wash. Um, and so with chess also, at the age of 15, I was a number one in New York um, in my category. And so everything I do, I do to the max, and I feel like just with the school thing that it's, it's just not my thing. I think anything within the entrepreneurial journey, I can like make the most out of it. So that's why I chose the entrepreneurial way. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So would you say that the reason why you got into so much trouble as a kid is because you were so bored, right? David? Yeah. It's almost like 
your mind needs to keep operating at a high level and school was slowing you down. But with entrepreneurship and having your own business, there's always something to work on and something to improve, right? So it keeps you focused on a uh, longer game. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Something always goes wrong. Something, and I just love being in that in that loop where I have to I have to do something. Like in school, I would just sit down. Whether it was homework, I would still never do it. I was always, I always, I always call it dropshipping homework. Like it's a funny term, but I would never do it myself. I, I I'm not supposed to say this stuff, but since elementary school, I was selling the Pokemon cards. I would pay kids five dollars. I would sell candy. I would sell anything. At the, in in high school, I haven't done a single piece of work, and uh, it's it's I, I'm not supposed to say this stuff. Um, I hope my parents don't don't watch this, <laughs> but um, but it, it was just not my thing. And uh, uh, like I said, I drop shipped my homework. I found somebody for much cheaper. Whether it was from Bangladesh was my first guy, um, India, many of those guys, and actually got quite caught quite a few times because many people ask me, Hey, isn't there like knowledge or level of work? Not as good as an American's would be. And every single time I got caught multiple times of like, they said, Oh, this is like a professor wrote it in college. This is definitely not you. So it's like, they do even better work and I'm paying much less. I'm not spending my time on a six page essay or a thesis paper or anything like that. So I don't know. I just never, Never went the regular path, whether it was homework or just overall everything. It was. Uh, well, you've not, taken not, that and now you monetized it. So that philosophy, what you just said, is the entrepreneur mindset. It's the who, not how. And I don't know if you've read the book, Who, Not How by Dan Sullivan, but it speaks no. about that exactly, right? You want to outsource your weaknesses more so than anything. You want to outsource non-revenue producing activities right. so you can focus on growing your business. And as you graduate from school and get into your world of business, you are not doing everything yourself. School is trying to teach you to do everything yourself, which makes you an employee. And when you graduate and you get into the real world, and let's just say you start your business, it's almost like a, a, an awakening. You need to like mm -hmm. do everything the opposite way. So you're doing everything the right way now. So whenever you are out of school, you are going to be leagues above everyone else. So tell me a little bit about how you monetize the drop shipping mentality, the who, not how, where other people will service or or, or package the, the the goods up and then ship it out for you. So can you explain that model to us? So, yeah. So um, a bit before COVID, um, once I, I started getting out of the, uh, um, when we were all told in school that, hey, there's going to be a lockdown for two weeks. And at that moment, I realized that I, I never fell for it from, from day one. I had all my friends wearing masks. I don't know why. I was just, and I'm just not that type of guy to get scared. I'm always like straight to, like, I'll take it head on, you know? So I just, I just never really um, took COVID as a thing, but I realized that everybody was going to be locked down. Schools closed, shops closed. You go, it's like, a, it was like a zombie zone out in, outside, which meant to me that everybody's inside, um, which is perfect. Everybody's on their computers. Everybody's on their phones. Everybody's on their TVs. And um, I, I knew somebody. His name was Maxim Trubitsky. Um, he was uh, he was a he was in my neighborhood. I've seen him a couple times, and then I came across his Instagram once. And um, he was known, and I I, I came to find out that uh, he was known as like a dropshipping legend, like Facebook ads genius, right? So uh, I took four hundred dollars. I purchased his course, and from then I started dropshipping. Um, during COVID, it was the best time ever. I learned his course. It was like 
hundreds of videos. Um, I've took notes. I still have the notebook from all my notes uh, from that three, three and a half years ago. And um, so basically I learned from him and I continued to dropship from then on. It was the best time to start. It's like it was like the perfect moment. Um, and so basically dropshipping is having a selling a product that you do not own. But for that, for basically upselling a product. Um, so basically you would find a product that's in a certain niche during COVID. There was tons of great sanitizer, sanitizing sort of products, or like you put your phone in like a, a like it's like a little case and like it sanitizes your phone or like it's like a keychain thing that you that you open doors with so that you don't hold the doors. So those are tons of products like that that uh were selling great. Um, there was also, I remember I was selling, there's it's little like pockets like this. They had little uh soap wipes. Um, and then you put in your pocket and everywhere you go, you can, it's like a sanitizer wipe and you just do it like this. And it was like so simple, so easy. Um, and uh, so basically I found a supplier um, overseas. There are tons of websites where you can find the suppliers. I'll give a few USA drop, Zen drop, CJ drop shipping. Those are three different apps that you can go onto websites um, that you can find any, like almost any single product you want, whether it's a nut and bolt or a screw or sanitizer, whatever you like, you, you could find it there. Um, so those are great nuggets right there, guys, write those websites down. That's a shortcut. Beautiful tip there, man. Yep. So, um, uh, and, uh, I found those, I found the product and I realized what type of margins there are for that little soap thing. It was about 78 cents. I recall it was like nothing. And I would sell them for like 14.99, 19.99 for like a two pack, you know? And then it's just from then on, I learned marketing strategies, like a tripwire strategy or like, which is basically throwing something in for free and then uh, like a free PDF on how to keep your household cleaner, for example. And then they would come in, they would see an upsell of this and then a downsell. So it was like so many steps and so many, like uh, I learned the level, I learned funnels. Like it was, it was just so many different things I've learned during that period. And uh, that's, that's pretty much how it went. Um, also, in terms of drop, I didn't finish the drop shipping, how it goes, the loop. So it starts with you. If you find your product, it's supposed to be a passionate product because that's the only things people buy. They're the things that are there, they are passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say a dog product or something in that niche, because people will do buy anything for their pets, right? They love their dog. They love their cats and things like that. In terms of health, health products are great. So um, you have to find a uh, product in a passionate niche. That's the main thing. Beautiful. And it has to be easily marketable, um, which means it can be easily shown uh, how it's used or anything like how it's used or what it's for in, in a 30 second clip. Right. It's, you, it's not you're not putting a product together for like an hour and then things like that. It's small, something small, something that can go on a 30 second clip, just like a TikTok, for example, that can be easily marketed. So passionate niche and easily marketed after that. Uh, there's once again, like I said, it, you can find any product. So I looked for the product. I found it for about 78 cents plus minus, let's say a dollar. Um, and then, uh, you go on, you find the product, you go on to Shopify. Shopify has tons of apps. Shopify is, is the most, the perfect app for any dropshipper. Um, why? Because it has apps that you can download onto your store. Um, that will help you, such as, let's say, if you go on a store, there's a countdown timer, correct? Mm -hmm. Those countdown timers, you, either somebody programs or codes them, or on Shopify, you could just get the app. So it's like a beginner-friendly um, interface where you can add any any sort of thing you want. 
Um, there's apps like Herify, which add like a timer, uh, like a clock there. It's there's uh yeah, it's Herify, H U R R I F Y, correct? Herify. Yeah, there's apps like Herify, there's apps like um uh I forgot the name, but it it, it said the uh the quantity left, like you would say, oh, only three left in stock or something like that, right? And it would just the things that would persuade the person to um to click more. Um, there's an app called Wheelio. I'm sure you've you guys have seen it on any website you go on. Um, and then a wheel pops up and then you spin it if you put in your email address and it's like 10% off and things like that. So all these apps, it has so many apps that that you can add. There's free trust, uh, free trust badges. So it says 100%, you know, those circles and it says 100% uh, guarantee. Yeah. And then like, like those type of it's trust circles. Trust badges. Yeah. So things that uh, better the trust, there's tr- uh, there's reviews that you can import from the same product. Um, there's so many different things that you can do with Shopify. Um, I also recently became a Shopify partner, um, but I, that's that's besides the point. Um, but that's not the reason that I'm marketing Shopify. It's the number one app. It's been the number one app for five plus years now. Um, I would say many people say Wix, many people say different websites, but Shopify is the best. Um, it has tons of apps. You create your store. It's so easy there. On the left side, it's it's basically there's an interface. There's the left side, the middle side, and the right side. On the left side, it's basically what you're editing in the in the in the middle. And then on the right side is where you would actually edit it. So you would click, let's say, the header. You would look at the header in the middle. And then on the right side, you would say, welcome to our store, 70% sale off. And then it's so easy. It took me about half an hour to make a store, imported my products through those apps. And within half an hour, I was done. So you have your, you find your product, you find your supplier, you make your store, and uh, you set up ads. Facebook ads, I, if, uh, whoever's getting started into marketing, um, ads, learning how to sell is the number one tip uh, that I can give you, even if great you don't tip. continue with drop shipping, you can sell anything. So um, that's a great, great, um, how would I, a great skill to have. Um, but in terms of ads, most, most like TikTok ads, Snapchat ads, Instagram, and Facebook, they all, the interface all looks the same when you're going to set up ads. It, it's plus minus basically the same thing. So if for starters, I would just learn one instead of all like four or five of them. There's Pinterest and things like that. I would learn one. For example, I learned Facebook ads first. And then when I went to TikTok or Snapchat, it was it just went easy. It's basically the same type of setup. They all copied from each other. And it's super easy. You just choose interest. Let's say you have a dog product. You would say there's a dog lover's interest in Facebook. And you just market to those people. Um, and that's pretty much it. So you find your product. You find uh, you make your store uh, very quick. You find uh, wait, sorry. You find your product, your supplier, your store, and then ads. So it's those four steps, the key things, and it's like a chain. Well, you have a chain, right? You have a link. One link is off. All four are going to be there. It's not going to work out. So you have to make sure everything is done step by step and properly. And once it's set up, it's it's just super. It's it's simple, not easy. That's what I love to say. It's simple, but it's not easy. But all that that I just mentioned within you can do within two to three hours. Unbelievable. You can be up and running as an entrepreneur making money technically in your sleep in two to three hours. I've never seen any other business do that. That is phenomenal. Now, you talked about products. Step one, all right? You pick a product. There are basically unlimited products that you can pick. So how do you pick ones that are selling? Is there an app you can look up? Is it Google Trends? Is it based off of uh, Amazon sales ranks? What do you look for? 
So um, I'm going to bring an example. Um, back in, uh, I would say, when I was in seventh or eighth grade, about seven years ago, six or seven years ago, um, in middle school, I, I don't know if may maybe you would know the fidget spinner trend. Everybody knew what a fidget spinner was. That's in your everybody, book, I believe. You talk about yeah, that. Yeah, everybody has the fidget. Everybody had the spin, fidget spinner. Whoever had the cooler one, right? And me personally, I was like 12, 13 years old. So I ordered a ton from China. Um, they came they came about a month late, um, but it's it was fine. I was getting them for about like a dollar each, selling them for four or five dollars, and like not not the regular spinning ones, not the one color one, the one that have different colors, different designs on them, and like the coolest ones for like a dollar or two. It was crazy, that and that they would sell in groceries and nine nine cents stores for thirty forty dollars. It was like insane, and I started selling them in school. But now when I'm older, when I realize online business, I realize if I set up a store, if I set up ads, it would sell so much more. And what I'm getting to is that there are trends, right? There has the fidget spinner trend. Then there was the COVID be sanitized trend, like be clean, be put on a mask. Like th there's trends in this world and you just have to look for those trends and find those trends. Right now, there are many. The trend is the the uh, the uh, like Andrew Tate and be masculine and things like that. So many gym, gym type of uh, at home gym type of equipment or anything like that, that you just have to follow a trend. Now, when you find the trend, for example, let's go back to 2015. We find the trend um, and we find the product, right? We find the fidget spinner. Then once again, you found your you found your passionate product, which would be part of that trend, then supplier, then store, then ads. Beautiful. Um, and uh, there are many websites that you can use. Um, I've used ecomhunt.com. It's about $20 a month. It, it gives you all the statistics on every single product. How saturated is it? Is there, it's a scale of a one to a hundred. Um, how saturated is the product? How many stores are selling the product? It gives you ads for the product. It gives you Facebook ad interest for the product. So it's a great website. Ecom Hunt is a great website. Um, there's Peaksta. All these, all these, well, all these websites, they kind of do the same thing. Um, and I feel like they copy from each other because I, I go on these websites, they have the same product sometimes. So I feel like they copy from each other, but it's good to have a variety of different websites, um, Peaksta, Ecom Hunt, um, and there's a, quite a few. And there's also a website called dropship.io where um, you can find any, like if you find a store, right? And you want to see if the product is doing well, you copy the link, you put it into this website and it tells you how many sales it has. So at the moment, there are so many tools that you can find out whether a product is doing good or bad. And many people now are getting into TikTok organic marketing. Instead of um, instead of paying for Facebook ads, they buy the product, it comes home, and they start making videos at home with them. And some videos, they go viral. They go millions of views, right? And then let's say you want to sell that product. Even if there are a million views on the product, that doesn't mean the product is selling. It just went viral. It caught people's attention, but it doesn't mean it's selling. So you would go onto this website, you put on the link and you see if there's 30, 40,000 in sales for a million views. Like I usually do the 1% rule. Um, the Shopify average conversion rate is about four, three to 4%. I do the 1% rule. Let's say, for example, million people, 1%, right? 10,000, 10,000 people went to your store. Another 1% of that, 100 people, right? 100 people bought from their store. The product's around $30. So that they made 3,000. That's an eh product. That's like the lowest of the low base. I took the 1% of the 1%. Got it. But that's how I kind of understand what the product's good. Off a million views making, I would say five to 10 grand is a good product. Um, but that's once that's not pure profit. Um, in TikTok organic, it is pure profit. It's not fully pure profit, but you didn't spend money on ads. So there's a great... Um, 
it's much better to do organic if you can get it to go viral, if you have a camera set up to make the clip clips look good, clear. And there's many things that has that goes into it, but that's that's a, I would say that's another way to find these good products. Go yeah. on TikTok, search up um best gadgets or uh like hashtag on the search bar, hashtag um best new products or like any, any uh, Amazon best finds, things like this, right? And then like key terms for products. And then through those, you filter out on the top right, filter out most engaged, most liked in the last month, for example, you want to find the trend. You're not going to look for a product in a, year, a year ago. You're going to find the product recently. So I filter out to 30 days, sometimes 14 days, two weeks. And um, and like that, you go by the most liked video, you check it out and you see, and then you check the store. And then you see if you have a good product there. And then you can copy their videos in terms of organic marketing. You can buy your own product, buy that product yourself, start making your own videos, copy their type of videos to go viral like they did, or take their videos and set up ads with those videos. There's many different variations you can go with it, but TikTok is a great way to find winning products as well. And unbelievable value. Uh, what about the video that you create? How much money are you spending on that video? How much time? Uh, and how much are you usually putting in ads when you first get started? Is it a trial and error period uh, yeah. that's involved with every product? Or is it um, one of those uh, ones where you you test it out on you know one platform? Does it do well? Okay, now we try three more and then you just keep growing from there. So tell me about the ad process because that's fascinating. So the ad process, um, it's it's a bit it's it's it can get it can get confusing, but um at first um you you let's say we're going to use facebook ads as an, as an example um in facebook ads when you when you get the video there's many websites bandsoffads.com for example one of them um where you can send a send your product what your product is you give it a little description and they're going to make you a nice ad ad around it on t on t uh sorry twitter you can go uh and search up UGC, ugc creators which is user generated content which is doing phenomenal at the moment um, where user-generated content, content is basically where a content uh, creator or influencer takes your product and just talks about it, right? Many ads, and many ads you're seeing like that, like someone's reviewing a product, right? So you can get, you can send them the product. What would that be? Twenty dollars. Um, they you they charge probably fifty to hundred dollars. Sometimes, well, some with more influence or more followers do much more. Um, but it also depends on the quality of the work. Um, but you would get the uh, you would get the videos from either a UGC creator, user generated content creator, or um, which you can find on Twitter or websites like Bands Off Ads. You send them the product, they they and they edit out a nice video for you. Wow! After you have the video, um, after you have the video, you go into ads. We're gonna say, for example, Facebook ads. We go into Facebook ads and we start testing. It's called the testing. We test before we scale. You don't just put hundreds of dollars into the first ad you do. So at first you do uh, a traffic. Well, I personally do a traffic uh, on Facebook. When you start an ad, there's different types of ads that you can do. You can make a traffic ad, a sale ad. Like you, if you want traffic ads, that's like you want more people to your um, more people to the website, but you're, you're not looking for sales. Then there's a sale ad, which is you're looking for purchases. And then there's a few more like app installs, or if you want somebody, people to message you about something like things like that. So at first you would do a traffic ad, um, which is what I do to test. Um, so I get let's say three, four different, um, three, four different videos from different UGC creators or from the website. And um, now I start testing different things. 
first I test my creative, which is the video, which video does the best. I have four different videos, for example, and then I set up ads with these four different um, four different videos and I see which one does the best. And then I go to um, which interest does the best. So in, in the interests, I take, let's say, for example, five different interests. Let's say, um, let's say we do have a dog product. I do dog lovers, dog hair, pets, interest, um, uh, I don't know, uh, like communities around dogs and something else, for example. And then I do those five ads. I do those five interests and I take my best creative and I put them into those five interests. And I connect them to those five interests. And then I realize, and then I run the ads and then I see which one got the most click, which interest got the most clicks. How so long? I take, How long into it? A week? A I day? would say up to seven days is the best trial period for me, how it okay. goes. Um, so up to seven days, I would say, well, it depends on your budget. You can do $5 a day. You can do $20 a day. Dep- it all depends on your budget, but you're still going to get the same result. You're still going to find out which one got the most clicks. Got it. And you're going to find the interest. And uh, you found your creative, you found your interest. And then there's many little minor things that you can test. Um, for beginners, I would do interest and creative at first. Then you can do uh, landing pages and like age groups, like which age group would do better. Um, but when you find the dog product, you're not going to target someone. Like I personally wouldn't target somebody who's from 16 to 25 years old. I would target people that are older that, first of all, have the credit card. A 16-year-old doesn't really have a credit card. And the person that has a credit card, which would be 25 to 45 years older, the person that takes care of the pets financially, not walks them outside, but takes care of them financially, which is buying the pet food and things like that, which would be tend to be older people. So automatically, I wouldn't even test age groups there. I would just go straight to... Um, straight to the older age group. And then there's men, women that you can uh, notice how it's men, women, not other also there. In Facebook, there's men and women um, where you can choose a man or a woman. And um, over there, in, in the, it doesn't really matter in, in the pet case. Um, maybe both are involved. So I wouldn't really uh, generalize it towards a man or a woman. Um, but it's a, it's like a product for both. And there's a ton of other smaller things, like I said, landing pages and things like that, where um, you can like test out which would, which would, which one would be better, but that's already when you get into the experience level where you spend hundreds of dollars a day, thousands of dollars a day on these ads. Um, and uh, right when you test out everything, you t- found your creatives, you found your best age group, you found your best, um, you found your best interest. You take those three and you launch a purchase ad, which is uh, so that people buy your product. And then you would use that interest. You would use that creative and you would use that age group or landing page or whatever you tested. And you would basically scale that. Wow. So you would just run the traffic as a test run to see what's going on, potentially cookie in them, right? And then targeting them directly for the the buy. So there's two different ads with two different um, strategies behind them. Perfect. Now, Basically, um, and uh, also you said retargeting, right? So you you would get the traffic ones. You can retarget those people that clicked on the link, or you can uh, just continue in that niche because you see that 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 interest has the most clicks. So you just continue people in that interest as well as retargeting those. Retargeting ads is a different. It's a bit, a bit of a different setup. You would have to create a custom audience on Facebook, which is also super easy. Um, there's a custom audience section. Um, where you would go in and you just click which from which audience you would like to do, and then you make it give it a name, and um, you basically filter out if like if you if you're running the ad for a year, you can filter out the last thirty days clicks, all those people, or the last ninety days, or 
there's tons of different uh, vari variations in the Facebook ad section, um, but you would create a custom audience. And then in the audience section where you create a regular ad where you're choosing interests, you can just choose that custom audience that you created for that retargeting ad. It's amazing. It's a it's it's a it's a mouthful, but um, I love it. The amount of value you're given is incredible. And last question I have regarding ads: Do you like video ads or do you like still image ads? I'm seeing people video be successful ads. with both, but video for products, in my opinion, video ads. Um, unless there's uh, different variations to a product, let's say it's a regular product, like you look at it and you understand what it is, right? Let's say it's a um, dog leash. There can't be like some crazy technology dog leash. Everybody has a regular dog leash where there's a button and the leash gets stopped or not, right? So where you could do like, have you seen a carousel ad where you just swipe and it's different different pictures? Yeah. So that that's that's an ad that I would use, for example, for different colors of that dog leash. Like I wouldn't do a video, but if it's a regular product or a product that once they see it, they understand it. I would just do different variations. Maybe they're like a different color or or whatever it is. People, when they see a carousel, they tend to scroll it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that would maybe different colors and they would catch that it would catch their eye. But in terms of a product where like the soap product that I brought up before or like a, basically not a self-explanatory product, I would definitely use a video. Yeah, we are going to start running uh, very clever ads starting in July. I want to—I can't wait to show you what we're putting together. You're going to like it. But I may be coming to you with questions because this is our first big push ever in the ad space. Yeah. Um, what I would do if I were you as well would be um, influencer marketing. That's my personal favorite. Um, at the moment, I'm like basically creating a digital product where it's um, it's a package, a Google Drive package of 500 videos. And those 500 videos are, if you've seen on TikTok, like tape videos or like motivational videos where Kevin Hart is saying something, right? So those videos tend to go viral because people like them, comment on them, and people want to see those more on their For You page. So they keep liking those type of videos and therefore they go more viral. So many people that create social media pages and get these videos and um, they start running them and build a, build a following. I personally have a uh, social media page, a uh, TikTok page called Next Level Luxury, where it's videos, motivational videos, and it grew to, to over 200,000 right now. So um, I basically packaged up, I downloaded a ton of these videos. I put them in one file um, and I'm selling this file now as 500 motivational reels done for you with captions. All you have to do is post them and grow your own social media page. Right. So it's basically like a quick way to start up someone that would have to, instead of editing the clips, putting captions, downloading them and things like that, they have it in the Google drive. They just go into the app, the Google drive app, and they slide it into TikTok. That's all they have to do and click post and add a caption, sorry, and click post. Other than that, they have nothing else to do. So it's basically like a, like a skyrocket, skyrocket to social media. Basically that's it's the bundles. It's called 500 done for you motivational reels. So that's called, that's what a digital product is going back to digital products. But in terms of influencer marketing, why I mentioned it was because there's tons of pages on Instagram, like uh, let's say for example, wealth that has 10 million followers or um, there's many luxury pages or yacht pages or house pages, right. That have included all of these young men who are interested in car pages or just overall motivation pages where instead of running ads for this product, I'm going to message them. I'm going to say, Hey, I have hundred dollars for you. Can you post it or whatever their price is? Right. And they're, they already have the following of motivated young men. So that's where I would go. And with influencer marketing, what I'm getting at with you is um, there are many book uh, book pages with three, 400,000 followers, or there are many 
Um, there are many pages in that sort of niche um, book writing or best books or things like that, where, or even pages with entrepreneurs. There's so many gurus nowadays that would like to have an Amazon bestselling book as well. It just, it's better for the report. So that, that, that's what, that would also be another influencer, like an influencer um, marketing way would be to go to an Insta- Instagram pages with that many gurus follow, or just like overall in that niche where people would want to buy books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it tends to be cheaper and there are many strategies to go that you can go about with negotiating with these influencer pages um, such as saying, Hey, if the first one works out, I'm going to go with 10 other with, I'm going to do 10 more with you. Right. And then they give you a bit discounted price on the first one. And then you can choose whether to do 10 more or not, but they give you the discounted price. There's a lot of techniques also to speak to them, which is in, in the book, mouthful of mouthful of stuff here. Um, Speaking of which, guys, what he just gave you is an absolute blueprint to getting your dropshipping company off the ground. And uh, it's unbelievable, the stuff that he just told you. So hopefully you were paying attention. If you weren't, I highly recommend you check out his book, Alpha of Ecom, which is now an Amazon bestseller. It might still be number one, but tell us about the book here, man. What's in it? If someone's out there listening to it, who is it perfect for? And uh, yeah, give us a quick little rundown on it. So the first couple pages are a bit about my story, um, why you should trust me, why you should believe me, because it was pointless. It would be pointless. Not like, why would somebody read my book if you're not explaining who you are and what you what you did? Um, I have a report with everything. So um, the first couple of pages were, who am I? What do I do? How did I get into it? And then after that, it goes straight into the mindset. Excuse me. It goes straight into mindset, what it takes to become a successful in any niche. Um, there's motivation, there's discipline, there's a ton of small different things. And then about cha- in about chapter four, um, the uh, it starts with dropshipping, how to create your store, how to create the ads, basically much more in detail of what I'm spitting at you. Um, and it's pretty much, it has almost everything you need to get started in the regular dropshipping field. And at the end, I added a couple of chapters on the d- digital dropshipping field. So um, there's a ton of stuff there. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the tripwire strategy. I mean, high level stuff that uh, you you probably go into detail with. You used to have, and I don't know if you're still doing it, but um, uh, you would coach had, people, right? Yes. I had a coaching program, coaching uh, for regular dropshipping, but I just feel like the uh, the... The stereotype around it just became so bad. So many people were just starting courses without anything, just copying people's courses and just doing things that uh, unethical. There's There was a video on TikTok I saw unethical ways to make money, which was to start a dropshipping course and sell it for $9.97, become a guru and post Lamborghinis and things like that. So the stereotype about dropshipping is uh, really um, got diminished, I would say, recently in the last year or so. Um, and so uh, I, I kind of started, I'm trying to look to start a new trend, which would be digital dropshipping. It's selling digital products, but digital dropshipping, basically, where you're not making, well, I made the digital product, the 500 product, the 500 videos, but there's websites like plr.me um, where you can find um, done for you digital products and um, uh, where you can find these products and just basically you buy the rights to them. You buy the rights of, let's say, a 79-page ebook how to blow up on social media and for 3 to $4. 
and then you just sell it. Also, why I like digital dropshipping compared to dropshipping is every time somebody buys your product, you have to pay the supplier when you're dropshipping. You have to pay the supplier for the product for them in order for them to ship it out to you. Ship it out to your customer, right? Digital, you buy it once, and every time you sell it, you don't have to pay for it. So it's it's much better in terms of uh, profit margins as well. So that's what you're teaching people now. That's what you recommend, especially if you're getting started. Take a look at the digital products because yeah. obviously way more scalable, way less overhead. And uh, I'm assuming you can just capitalize on trends like that. 100%. Um, the weight loss niche is also uh, also great with digital products. How to get into keto, for example, or like there's tons of eBooks, guides, PDFs, templates. Many people now, um, photographers have huge followings on social media at the moment because of their nice car pictures or videos or reels or things like that. Um, so they started selling um, custom, like uh, instead of going to Adobe Premiere Pro, for example, and editing the picture, they give you presets that right that you add to the picture and it automatically edits it professionally. So uh, that's also a digital product. There's tons of different products. It's just you have to be in the right niche. You have to find something that people people are passionate about, such as photography. Many people love photography, love pictures, maybe painting, whatever it is. You just find that niche and you find the find the product for it. PLR stands for private label rights, um, which is basically what you're buying. You're buying the private label rights to these products, to these digital products, and uh, you're selling them. PLR, and what was the website? PLR.com? PLR.me, PLR Hustle. Just search, if you search a PLR products overall, you'll find tons of these guides. Um, maybe for you as well, if you go on these websites, you find uh, um, how, to, uh, get, how to launch your first book, or even if you create that, you can run ads with that PDF, right? With a free PDF, how to launch your own book. And then after that, it would be book a call. Yep. Right. It Bingo. would be like a funnel where you would uh, download the ebook. It downloads them. It sends them an email under the email. It says book a call. If you'd like to learn more, it's free, right? You're giving it out for free. And that's also tripwire strategy. You're sending something for free just to get something in, in, in order to get something back. Uh, an email, so a phone numbers, an address, whatever right? It is, whatever I want it to is. nurture that into a serious relationship. Or and once you have them in your database, you understand this with funnels, right? The email workflows, the text message workflows yep. can run for you while you sleep. And that's the way to go. Yep. Yep. And uh, I would say word of mouth is also great. Once you get that person to book a call, even if they don't, um, even if they don't write a book, not everybody knows it. Not, let's say somebody before you, somebody before my father wrote a book. If somebody asked me, how do you, how do I write a book? Or the topic came up, I wouldn't know who to go to. But now I know every single person does. It was so easy with you. So simple. I'm sending everybody to you. Right. So with, with this product, with this person, even if they gave you the information, or even if they didn't give you the information, but your branding is on that digital product, right? They know who to call or who to, who to go to once they, once they, um, once they hear about book writing or anything like that. So it's word of mouth is also, it's part of it. Word of mouth is my personal favorite way to explode any product, especially high ticket offers. Yep. Um, but it, it, everything comes with uh, like a, a little gift, a little surprise with it. Love it. What you just said there. Thank you very much for the kind words. It's been an honor to work with you, man. You are one of the youngest, if not the youngest that went through the entire program, got the book done, became a bestseller. And uh, I can't imagine over the next five, 10 years. My ultimate question though for you is, you're teaching all this stuff. What the hell are you doing in school? <laughs> Why are you in college? I don't want your dad to hear this, but that is a wild uh, observation. You're, 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 
you're going to be so far beyond everyone else. At school, I don't see you using that degree. You're going to be an entrepreneur through and through all the way. Um, uh, so in terms of school, my father didn't really have a, a education in the U.S. Um, so and my mother was going to go to uh, a school, was going to go to college or university, but then she had me. So both of them really didn't go here. They went in their in their country before they immigrated, but they wanted they wanted me and my brother um, to have to just go through the education. And uh, overall, I agree with it, even though people say it's a waste of four years. Um, I think it's it's really not. The person that graduated four years of college compared to somebody that didn't graduate college speaks much differently um, in terms of vocabulary and things like that. So I see that even if you're if you're coming in with the right mentality to not soak up all the garbage that they tell that they tell you and you're learning the actual stuff that you actually need, which is listening to the words and terms that the uh, professor is saying. Right. Because they have a higher le- level of vocabulary than us, than college students. So being speaking more professionally socializing better things like that are very good are things that are good in college for example so if you're going for the right things i also jumped into the advertising major maybe i'll learn a bit more in advertising or facebook ads or how to how to sell better right advertising marketing major so i th- i think there's a benefit to it uh, some people say it's a waste of four years i go twice twice a week to my school um Twice a week, it's five hours each time, and it's it's pretty much not really even affecting me. Um, I'm I finished my first year with a 4.0 GPA, haven't done a single piece of work yet, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I love it, man. What you just said is you sift through the nonsense, right? You pull out stuff that's going to help you. You don't take it for all face value that it is, and you are using it to better yourself, like you said, with vocabulary, the ability to have uh, people skills and socialize better. Phenomenal, man. Guys, the book is called Alpha of Ecom. You can pick it up on Amazon. Do you have a website or anything that you're giving away, a PDF, anything we can, uh, you know, At the moment, out? I don't. Um, if you guys have any questions, Instagram is not.armin. Um, it's a funny name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will be changing it. I will be jumping into personal branding. I think that's a new thing. Uh, we'll be doing reels, podcasts, tons of stuff like that. So there's going to be a ton of value given out there as well. Yeah. Not Armin. You said it is right. Not Not, Armin. Yeah. Yeah. So take a look at him on Instagram, get in touch with him. If you guys want to get a drop shipping company off the ground the right way, have a Shopify store. I highly recommend this guy. And uh, I've been around a lot of entrepreneurs. Not many people give that much value on a podcast. So well done, man. Thank you so much for being here. If you guys are looking to live a million dollar life, you need to live a million dollar story. We'll see you next time. Remember, you are the hero of your own story.